Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with all the dream trio, myself, Tom Haller. Who's next? Uh, Oh, ladies first. Thank you. And it is me, Natasha Freeborn. Welcome back, Natasha. Our favourite and only guest. (laughs) (laughs) A ringing endorsement. (laughs) Oh. Oh, and and me, Alex Dinage. You're right, <laughs> dude. How many podcasts have we done, and you still forget that you have to introduce yourself? Oh, we mixed things up though that time, and it doesn't take long to confuse me. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. If we'd have recorded this an hour or two later, I'd have been on the ball. Mm, sure, sure, you would be. Um, <laughs> so, and in all seriousness, now Natasha, welcome back to the podcast. You, you're probably attending more of these than not now. Maybe we should just add you in as a permanent fixture. Oh, do you know what? I think I'd quite like that. Okay, Alex, make it happen. I'm on it already. <laughs> Get ready for the invite. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Do we need a new jingle? No, it doesn't talk about who's in it in the jingle. Um, no, that's true. So on this week's podcast, um, we are coming in with, with a very, very hot topic for very good reason. This is not a fashionable hot topic. It is one that I, I think deserves to be high up people's agenda. And um, we're going to be talking about mindfulness. And as many of you probably know, we we base these podcasts around our blogs that we publish on the website every week. And we did a a really nice trilogy all about mindfulness. So we uh, talk about, you know, why should you care about mindfulness? Uh, Maybe go back to the foundations of what the hell is it? Why do people keep talking about it? How does it work? And then finally, we start to talk about how you can use mindfulness to, to help impact your life. I guess, in its broadest sense, um, you know, how it can make, maybe add some slight little tweaks to your life to make it a little bit less stressful, maybe smile a little bit more. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and obviously, Natasha is back in because um, she, she at least knows more than Alex and I. Hey, <laughs> is that fair? <laughs> Again, probably not a glowing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So, should we pause for the jingle and get into it? Let's. Okay. So, Natasha. Yes. To anyone that's listening to this, why should they give a damn about mindfulness? So mindfulness is, I think, a really interesting concept. Um, It's not a brand new concept, um, but I think it can be a little bit misconstrued um, into something that it's not. Mindfulness is really, really impactful because it's basically about how well we're able to control our focus and our thoughts and our feelings in any given moment. Um, Now that's useful day to day, but it also means if we get really good at at a mind, any mindful practice, um, we can put that into practice even when we're feeling a little bit stressed or a little bit overwhelmed. It helps us calm down. It helps us problem solve a lot better. It helps us be logical even when that situation might be stressful for us. 
Okay. So just to address any haters out there. <laughs> yeah. When we're talking about mindfulness, we're not necessarily talking about things that people might not get excited by. Like some people might love it, but we're not just talking about, I don't know, sitting in a room and chanting um, or I, I don't know, ringing bells or, or something like that. Albeit, I guess it could be some of those things to not try to put a, a dodgy spin on them. But it is, that's not just what we're talking about. We're talking about a much broader thing here. Yeah, exactly that. Like people often think of how it relates to things like meditation or yoga or those kind of, I guess you could say more spiritual practices. And there's a crossover. There's like a Venn diagram here of, you know, you've got mindfulness, you've got things like meditation and you have something in the middle. You can do a mindfulness meditation. Um, So there are similarities, but they're not the same thing. You don't have to, you know, roll up the yoga mat and sit there for an hour becoming one with with nature you absolutely can if you want to um but that's not necessarily what mindfulness is about awesome um that's good to know because i know a lot of the time that can kind of turn people off from even exploring the topic of mindfulness because that for me the idea of meditation stresses me out it has the opposite effect because i can't sit still for that long and i've tried many times and i don't like it but what i do kind of consider as like a meditation is like just putting some music on some nice rhythmic music that and I guess you know it could be any of those things I know we're going to come into how do you practice mindfulness later but I guess I just wanted to get the marker down now to say don't switch off if you don't like meditating neither do I (laughs) (laughs) well and there's an interesting thing as well about you know how many how easily distracted I think we can all be now especially Mm. with you know having phones in our pockets and screens in our faces all the time. Like what, what kind of connection would you make between, you know, the, the, the kind of uh, mindfulness that we need and, and the vigilance that we should have about mindfulness and the rise in these kind of modern life distractions. I think it's easier than ever to be distracted. Um, we, the, the majority of us will sit at a computer or a laptop. Um, you know, we're always looking at information that's coming in, emails, and we have our phones. Some of us have more than one phone for, for work or, or different purposes. And you've got notifications, you've got social media, you've got especially social media, which is designed to capture your attention for just a few seconds. You've got clickbait headlines and you've got TikToks and you know stuff like this has been around for a long time to kind of excite your brain and capture your attention but not necessarily for a long period of time so I think in this day and age it's really really easy to be distracted by things even if we don't mean to be Um, so it's about understanding where our focus and where our attention is and being able to like intentionally change that you know what we're thinking about what we're focusing on I read a really interesting study about how distracted we are by our phones and even if people they were people were given like a little test and stuff to do in a in a room no one else was in there if they took their phone away from them and put it in the room they were still just as distracted by the phone as if it was on the table next to them they were still okay. thinking about the fact that the phone was in the room the <laughs> only time it made a difference was when their mobile phone was taken out of the room completely so our phones don't even have to be near us 
to be distracting our attention. We are still thinking about our phones, even when they're not immediately in our pocket. So being aware of things like that, how easily distracted we are without even trying, you know, trying to just put a, a bit more practice of things like mindfulness into our daily life is going to have a really big impact on how well we cope with stuff and, and how well we can focus our attention. Mm. I, 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 yeah, this might sound almost philosophical, but I'm trying to think of a, but there also might not be an answer to the question, but how, how do you think we could acknowledge the fact that we are so distracted that we could use some mindfulness practices? But what are maybe some of the signs that we could acknowledge within ourselves to know that we should care more about mindfulness? I think a lot of us feel these days really, really overwhelmed by our to-do lists. Um, not just our to-do lists, but all of the different things that are requiring our attention. Um, we feel like we're multitasking. We as humans aren't actually very good at multitasking. It's more just being distracted and just not really finishing one thing before we move on to something else. Um, so if we notice that we are feeling overwhelmed by the stuff that we have to do, overwhelmed by how it's making us feel um, and just feeling like, we're constantly rushing from one thing to the next and then always thinking about the, the next however many things we have to do today and tomorrow and I'm feeling overwhelmed by that that's a good sign that on any given day just adding a bit of mindfulness practice would be really beneficial my son who's seven sometimes gets to the end of the day and tells me how his brain feels a bit fuzzy which I think is a really good description of when you when there's too much going on mm. you know like that that means he's thinking about i don't know youtube plus schoolwork plus football plus 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 right yeah i don't know to me that kind of i can visualize what a fuzzy brain feels like somehow mm. yeah like your brain gets to the point where it's like hey i'm i'm real tired like you've made me do so much stuff today and <laughs> you, yeah. you I feel I feel it in my head like my brain feels like it's starting to give up I think fuzzy brain is is a good way to describe it it's funny isn't it because there's so many things banging you from left and right you know like we just had to pause this podcast and add it Alex will have to do an edit because my team's notifications start pinging and you know that's that's a really good example because how many of us have slack or teams or whatever going off even without our mobile phones and if you're at work we actually partner with um with a neuroscience company for one of our programs with one of our clients um so they've done all this scientific research into the psychology and neuroscience in your brains and they're saying how your brain can't switch between major tasks very quickly mm. So if you are sitting at your desk trying to do something, I don't know, some strategic thinking, like where's my business going to be in three or five years time? Uh, what do I need to do to really propel us to the next level? And then Teams goes bling, bling, or whatever it does. That 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 your brain is now switched off from strategic thinking. It can't do it. It's gone down to whatever that person has said to you. And their data shows that it takes approximately 20 minutes for you to get back into the previous state. And if you think of all the things bombarding us, 20 minutes, but that's happening all the time. You're never really in a focused state. So mm. um, I guess mindfulness is trying to reduce that, right? Yeah, 
because it is that thing of uh, and I think that's a perfect example of there's nothing wrong with us at, if we're bad at multitasking because that's just not how our brain works um so I think that's a perfect example of that like we're going to keep getting distracted and then that's going to impact how uh, productive we're being because it's going to take us that a, a little bit of time then to get back into that task we were trying to do so being able to you're kind of strengthening that ability to remain focused on what you want to remain focused on and kind of put those other things aside as and when you need to and that's going to make you make it easier to you know refine and define where your focus is and what it's on and then kind of choose okay now I'm going to go focus on this and I'm just going to focus on that yeah so that's that's also a really good segue into we've kind of talked about the downsides of all these distractions and stuff so if we if we flip this into talking about so if we become more mindful Mm -hmm. what are all the things that like what are the benefits because you know, clearly, if we go to bed with a less fuzzy head, that is a benefit. But I, I think it's probably much broader than that, isn't it? So back back to the example on on work. If you actually focus on something intently for an hour, whatever the case may be, you're going to be more productive, right? As well. So what 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 are the other sort of things that we can pull out that where mind improving our mindfulness will help? Yeah. So that productivity is a a. a perfect example you know if you just spend one hour doing that task and avoid all of the other distractions you're going to get that done actually probably more efficiently and more successfully than if you tried to do it in three 20 minute blocks throughout the day not least because it it might take you 10 or 15 or even 20 minutes to get into it and then you've got to go and focus on something else so that productivity is really really important as it pertains to work um but both work and home life we're going to feel less stressed overall um there's we talk i say we like i'm in the medical profession um but you know it's something we do talk about but certainly in the scientific and, and medical professions there's so much evidence to prove that feeling stressed and feeling lots of negative emotions has a negative impact on our body there's a lot less uh scientific evidence there's there is some there's a lot less scientific evidence to prove the reverse is true but that is now what people are focusing on that kind of more positive psychology that actually if we feel more positive emotions or feel calmer more often does it have a more positive impact on our body well yeah it must do logically it must do if we're feeling less stressed we're going to have fewer stress-related physical ailments and that's one of the things that mindfulness can do because it lowers our blood pressure it lowers our heart rate um, it improves the quality of our breathing um and it lowers like all of those horm- those stress hormones that can be going around our body, making us feel more anxious, more stressed, less able to cope and generally, you know, having th- that negative impact on our body. Um, so it has physical health benefits, but it has those kind of emotional and mental health benefits as well that we do feel emotionally calmer. Um, When we have a bit more control over our emotional responses to things, which mindfulness can help us do, 
we're just better problem solvers because we're more able to access that kind of prefrontal cortex, which is the logical part of our brain. It's the rational part of our brain. It's the one that goes, hey, you don't need to freak out about this. This is solvable. This is fixable. Like we can deal with this and here's how. And so we become better problem solvers because we aren't feeling physically or emotionally overwhelmed. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's undeniable. You know, you say about, yes, there is lots of science to back this up, but back to the fuzzy head. If you go to bed with a fuzzy head, you aren't going to sleep as well. Every, I bet pretty much everyone listening to this can appreciate that. And if you sleep well, you're physically better, mentally better. You know, yeah, sleep's, sleep's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. And so if you're feeling calmer, particularly when you go to bed at night, then yeah absolutely you are going to sleep better and that has a positive impact on so many other things as well in your life okay so um the question we started this little section with was was why should you care about mindfulness so i think we've established it's a really powerful tool to make us so much more um able to handle whatever life throws at us but um now just moving on Blog two is kind of going back a little bit into uh, what what so what is mindfulness? We've said it's not necessarily yoga, meditation, although it might be. Um, I don't know. Can we can we build on that just to to make it really clear what what is mindfulness? Mindfulness really is being. Oh, I'm trying to Don't say it say without just saying mindful. It's being <laughs> conscious and aware of what you are experiencing right now and ideally being able to do that without any judgment. Because very often, you know, we can feel stressed or overwhelmed when, particularly if we're busy or if we've got a lot going on or we're overthinking something that's happened or worrying about something that is going to happen. We put a lot of judgments on stuff oh, this is happening now and that's bad. What if it makes me late? Um, oh, that's really annoying that that's happened. I don't have the time to do that. Being mindful is just bringing ourselves back into the current moment that we're experiencing. We're not worried about what happened yesterday. We're not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. We're, we're thinking about happening. what's happening now and and almost like grounding ourselves a little bit sometimes when people do mindfulness exercises they really begin by grounding themselves bringing yourself back into this moment what is happening now experiencing it and doing it without feeling anything negative which of course is the easiest thing in the world that's why we all do it all the time <laughs> Is that is that why you think the misconception exists that mindfulness and meditation are very much the same thing? Because meditation is basically the, the physical act of trying to do all those things. Yeah, I think because we don't often think about mindfulness, we don't very often make a conscious effort to be mindful because a lot of the time our lives don't always allow it and also because a lot of the time mindfulness is talked about it's made to sound like it is some kind of meditation and I think sometimes people they're not interested in that or they don't find it realistic being really good at mindfulness isn't about never never feeling stressed again or never feeling a negative emotion ever again and I think if people 
think they're expected to kind of jump to that extreme of being like this emotionless robot. They're like, cool, well, my life doesn't allow that. So that's not for me then. But that's not what it's about. If But if we do add in a mindfulness practice, if we if we kind of focus on what we can control now, what we are experiencing now, and we get really good at that, we can experience higher levels of stress less often. So it lowers our stress level overall. Um, we can, yeah, maybe we will still feel a bit worried or stressed or anxious, but in that moment, we would find it easier to pull ourselves out of that and kind of go back into that more logical and rational and proactive approach. We've done that on quite a lot of blogs on um, resilience, and when you explain it like that, you can, they're quite closely linked. Would be my would be my thoughts, right? You know, absolutely. Like practicing mindfulness, you can become more resilient. Yes. Oh. Yeah, completely. Oh. There's there's a big crossover there as well. Like the kind of things that people talk about in a resilience practice. Um, there's a huge crossover with with what mindfulness practices are. Yeah. And I guess that's really, um, I guess it's an important point because a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I mean, some for our quick-witted jokes, but most probably because they have some sort of L&D interest, mm. a personal development interest. And again, mindfulness can be considered as quite kind of a general broad topic, but in you can specifically apply it into that L&D or just that business context, that leadership context, where if you're more mindful, you're more resilient. And if you're more resilient, you can show up as a better leader. You can handle whatever the business throws at you. You can deal with any problems from your teams. You can, um, you know, in, in, inspire people because you are coming at things. You can, you can lead from the front. You know, if you're turning up in a way that can handle all the change and trials and tribulations that things throw at you, you know, that is a key element of leadership. So uh, I, I guess that's just a, an important point to tie this into how it can help you in, in life, but also in your professional lives. Yeah. And in the same way as, you know, it has that positive benefit on on resilience as a leader, if you are able to show those more positive behaviours of being resilient, being mindful, um, really problem solving, that's going to demonstrate to people around you like you are then being a leader not just like a people manager or anything else like you are leading by example and people can people around you who work with you your colleagues and your peers can kind of take notes and go oh okay they've dealt with that really well it's always powerful to see an example of that in our lives to know how we can be better as well mm. And I suspect it's also harder as you move into sort of leadership positions, wherever that may be, you know, with leadership positions comes, um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, as Spider-Man famously said. But as you, so as you, as you become a leader, generally there's a lot more stresses thrown at you. So also I think it's therefore more important, not well, as important, but probably more important because there's more to deal with your mind you're controlling your mind again we have a, we have a partner but they they run a program in one of our clients for very senior leaders and they encourage people to use um uh, sort of health trackers like the the whoop trackers um we're, we're not sponsored but if they want to they can um 
And that is all around saying, well, as a leader, you have to show up with the energy to be able to lead people. And that is both physical and mental. And what, what those the whoop trackers are supposed to do is show you kind of how much capacity your brain has. And they are encouraged as part of their leadership program to actively manage that and look at the things that reduce their stress levels. So they must be things that that help with developing resilience and, and, and mindfulness. Awesome. So um, I think we've uh, gone a lot into the topic there. Let's let's get to the the critical stuff. Now everyone's convinced that mindfulness is so important for them. Um, how how can we practice mindfulness? Um, I guess is the critical question now. I think if if this is something that someone's not sure about, or they don't really feel like they already have an established mindfulness practice that they have already in their lives, start small. It is neurologically the best way to start a new habit. Like there is no point in going, right, every day this week, I'm going to get up an hour earlier and meditate. Like if, if let's, let's do baby steps. Those small wins are going to make it so much easier to start practicing and start establishing it. Um, so I would recommend just a couple of minutes here and there it doesn't have to be even more than once a day if you don't want to but this is about taking a couple of minutes to focus on your breathing or just focus on your surroundings because we will often be thinking about a time that is not now or if we're focusing on now we're feeling stressed about it like it's very, very common for us to be thinking about something that happened yesterday, something that's happening tomorrow or later today or or planning things out. And and the thing with mindfulness is not to is not to constantly be in the now. We're not looking to be so focused on now that we're never capable of planning anything again in our lives. But it's about the tactical use of mindfulness, I think, because yes we can think about stuff that's happened but recalling memories can go into rumination and then we overthink things and then we feel bad or thinking about what's going to happen in the future goes from planning to worrying and anxiety and again that's not helpful either so it's about tactically tactically using it when we notice that we're feeling overwhelmed or that time travel in our mind is getting a little bit too stressful bringing our focus back to now what is happening in the moment We've got a couple of practices on the blog that can be used. You can do them in the morning. You can do them throughout the day. There's one you can do at nighttime, which is really nice. That just really helps relax you both physically and mentally. And focusing on your breathing is a really great way to do this um, because it brings you back into your body. It grounds you into that moment and it helps um, kind of dampen any of those stressful or negative feelings. Um, a really good one I used last week when I was I'd had a bit of a stressful morning getting to the airport to to fly somewhere for delivery and and there was a huge queue at security and they'd like not been letting anyone through and then all of a sudden I now have to go through security and they'd done that thing where I'd only had carry on and they were like actually it's a really busy flight so we're going to take that off you and I was like no I don't want you to do that and so I was feeling really stressed out um, and there's this question by a guy called Eckhart Tolle who wrote The Power of Now and interestingly enough it was only like a week or two ago that I'd watched him do this talk and he asked this question where he said when you're in that moment 
ask yourself, how would I be experiencing this moment if I wasn't adding any judgment to it? And so I had that moment standing in the in the queue for security at the airport where I was like, right, I've decided I'm stressed. I'm decided this is really going to make me panic. And I've decided I'm really annoyed by this because things haven't gone how I'd planned. But how else could I experience this moment if I just wasn't being judgmental about it? And I realised there was no problem. I had more than enough time to get through security. And then literally what I had to do was go to my gate. I wasn't late. There was nothing wrong. What's the alternative? I don't go through security. I don't really think that's a great idea for airports. (laughs) So when I realised that, I anything that I was feeling annoyed or stressed about it kind of just went away and I felt a little bit silly because I was like this is fine there's nothing wrong here like I'm just adding judgments to it of this is bad because it hasn't gone the way I planned this is bad because and it wasn't bad there was nothing wrong and sometimes taking that moment to check in with ourselves taking that moment to manage and modulate our breathing and just removing that judgment from the situation is going to make us feel a completely different way Mm. that that's on that especially if these judgments are quite extreme but obviously people can have very extreme reactions to certain things like is there any ways in which you can combat that to access that thought process or is it just with practice that will come I think it's about practicing questioning those thoughts that come up. Um, we so often assume that every thought we think is completely 100% factually correct. And it's not. And those moments where we have that, this is bad because, you know, that's just a decision we've made. We might have made that based on our own experiences or because someone else has taught us that that is a bad thing. But it's going to make us feel worse. And so it's it's about understanding that those thoughts are coming up for us and starting to challenge them. Well, why is that bad? Well, it's bad because blah, blah, blah. Um, and Tom, you said earlier, you know, that element of controlling our thinking, that's a huge, huge power that we have. The, the, the downside is sometimes it's easier said than done. But this is why just those little, those little occasions those small challenges, those small practices, they all can snowball and build up into huge changes over time. But this is why I always prefer for people to to start small because we can all have the best of intentions, like coming out of the gate and tomorrow just overhauling our entire life. And they're not always sustainable. And then sometimes we can end up feeling really negatively about ourselves because we haven't changed our whole life in the, in the space of 12 hours. Um, so just adding in small mindfulness practices and slowly building that up over time, whether that's for a longer period of time or more regularly throughout the day, um, is going to, in the coming weeks and months, have a huge positive impact. I love that that question. Right. <laughs> paraphrase because i don't remember the exact words but sort of how how else could i experience this situation and i guess Mm. that is mindfulness because you are you are actively controlling your mind rather than letting it run away yeah how would i experience this moment now if if i wasn't adding Mm. adding any judgment to it there's no judgment there and and i think when when we do then think about um other practices to get you there now 
you can't be like I, I suspect um in that moment that wasn't just simply you went oh I know I need to ask myself this question and then you suddenly change your frame of mind my presumption is there is some sort of presumably a physical practice to put your yourself in a space to be able to do that so like I'm guessing and how I would deal with that situation is it probably is doing a very short breath practice for example so maybe doing you know square breathing or whatever kind of breathing you want to do which is the thing that's putting the oxygen then into your brain allowing you to calm down to then be in a mental space where you can ask that powerful question is that is that fair because so it's kind of the the link between the physical and the um and the neurological psychological and that that is that whole process is is linking together yeah absolutely and breathing is a, is a massive part of that it's a massive part of of how we feel and whether or not we're relaxed and how relaxed we do feel um and there are, like you said, a number of different ways you can do square breathing, counting breaths, like um, counting the seconds for breaths, you know, in different ways. Um, square breathing is for sure really powerful, um, but that is a good um, initial trigger to yeah. create more constructive thinking. Yeah. Uh, and, um, also, as you're talking, thinking of what those little little things that you can start to do in again especially if you're a, a skeptic like me who again could could walk into this subject and think i'm not going to do meditation for an hour because i'll be bored but i do know i i try and build in some mindful practices so i always try don't always do but always try to myself to smell a coffee before i drink it and to try and only focus on what the coffee smells like and like right now I can see the sun shining out the window and trying to take five, 10 seconds when I walk outside to feel like the sun on my face and just think about the sun on my face and nothing else. And they they take, you know, five, 10, 20 seconds to do, but they're the kind of things that I, I think do work for me and help me kind of maintain a level of mindfulness. Yeah, and I those are really, really good examples. Um, and I think sometimes pe think people think about mindfulness and think about meditation and, and it's the same kind of thing of, well, I can't sit there for half an hour and not have a thought. But that's not really what it's about. It's about detaching your emotional response from what's happening or what your thoughts might be. And just bringing yourself back into that moment to appreciate the sun is shining and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna appreciate that it feels warm and appreciate the sun on my face um, I'm just gonna smell this coffee I'm just gonna take an extra couple of minutes when I eat my breakfast to actually really appreciate how nice it is how much I enjoy the taste that it feels you know I can imagine how nourishing it is or you know whatever it is rather than just being on autopilot kind of like bringing yeah. ourselves back into that moment and, and kind of experiencing it. Absolutely. And that is not to poo poo meditation and stuff. Cause I equally know a lot of people, my, my wife does it, loves it. Um, I actually did a meditation class with a friend of mine the other day and you know, he, I came out and I was like, well, that was interesting. He came out and he was like mind blown. He was like, Oh my God, I was back. 
I could see my granddad that I lost years ago and, you know, I feel much more connected and all this sort of stuff. So it can also be wonderful if that's your thing. But. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's the interesting thing, isn't it? Is that we all have different ways in which we experience things and yeah, maybe not being in tune with certain practices makes this topic a bit of an eye roller for some. And I think what we've definitely discovered through talking about it today is that there's a lot of substance and some, you know, outcomes that, the majority of people would want so i think if you can find your ways like like you said it, it can be just experiencing the things you do a little bit more intently uh, intently and and just t- paying more attention to the small things um suddenly yeah you could find big differences and it, it makes this topic i think a lot more accessible for people that previously may never have a, had an interest in being more mindful Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think sometimes people don't want to think about mindfulness or getting into it because they feel like there's a right and a wrong way to do it. Mm. And it's it's not about that. It's about finding the the way you can do mindfulness that works for you. Yeah, It's putting drum and bass music on your headphones as loud as it possibly can go. So it phases out the rest of the world. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not physically recommended. <laughs> well, I mean, I do that sometimes, but I already have quite severe tinnitus, so it can't get much worse. <laughs> that, that's the spirit. <laughs> awesome. I feel like we could probably go on for a lot longer, but we're probably just going to start waffling about all the various things that actually are really good mindfulness practices. So I guess the conclusion is it's it's undeniably a good thing. Um, don't put any negative perceptions on it. Think about the things that that work for you that you enjoy and that just make you focus on the moment and and go and do them and try and add them into your life and um, see whether it makes you better at handling the trials and tribulations that life can inevitably throw at you at times. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining again, Natasha. Um, I, I think we've just made you a permanent fixture on the podcast. So I, I guess you'll be back next time. Fantastic. It's, it's about to be official. The invites are on their way. So <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning back from that point um and yeah as always thank you for listening cheers alex and um, we'll speak to you again at some point in the next one to four weeks based on our our track record of how often we publish our podcast